Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy Group. Welcome, <laughs> listeners! <laughs> Another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. Thanks for tuning in. For the next two weeks, we're going to be doing Halloween-themed episodes. And we're going to start it off this week with some scary characters from the comics, from the movies, scary moments, scary story arcs, things I'm like that. About to get all spooky up in here. Ooh. See, you don't need your sound effects. You, <laughs> you make the you make all the sound effects we need. That's right. Yeah. All right, so. Two hours of four scary sounds of ghosts in the darkness. Play it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just like that. Oh. Through through the magic of radio, we have been transported to a haunted forest in the yes, middle of the night. Yes, it's our ever changing set. We are in the danger room. <laughs> Because Halloween is dangerous? Sure. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Let's just talk about Marvel. This is <laughs> Alright, so I have a list of so potentially crazy. scary characters. Um, let's start with the Phoenix Force slash Dark Phoenix. It's pretty scary. That's a pretty scary pretty character. Scary, yeah. scary things. She just blows up planets on a whim. Did you read... I don't have. A, I'm not a big X Men fan, so I've never read the Dark Phoenix you saga. You can leave. Get Just out. Shut up. <laughs> okay, it's not my fault that X Men have like a million characters who are always dying and coming back to life and trying to like jump in at any one point is like is just impossible. No, you can do it. Actually, no. Like, I texted you the other day, I'm like, wait, I just got to a certain point, but in order to understand it, I have to read this other this other storyline, like, 50 issues in, so I can understand what's happening now in this other character, in the other comic series. But uh, what I was going to say about uh, the Phoenix Force is, did you read, like, the most recent Thor series? No. With Jason Aaron? So, there's a really good storyline where the Phoenix Force actually invades Asgard, and so all the gods have to go up against the Phoenix Force. Oh, how did that work out? It's pretty It's pretty intense, because it's like the Phoenix Force just decimates all of them. Good. I mean, not good, it's, but like, <laughs> if they down with the Phoenix Force for that. That's... But yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, at one point, like, I think the story starts out uh, that Thor is kidnapped, the Lady Thor, Jane Foster, is kidnapped by the Shire. She's still alive? In this story, she was. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought Jane Foster as Thor died. Well, yeah, but this is before. This yeah. is, this is during her run. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I think she gets kidnapped by the Shire, and so all the gods from Asgard fly over to try to rescue, rescue how do you, her. How do you say it? Asgard? No, Shire. Shire? I say Shiar. Shiar? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the Shiar always, uh, they're, they're always up in the Phoenix's business. But, like, just when they're about to fight each other, I'm pretty sure that's when the Phoenix Force suddenly comes in and is like, nope, I'm going to decimate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. There was the, the other run where, um, the Bendis run, where he brings in the time-displaced original five X-Men, mm-hmm. and then the Shi'ar are immediately like, oh, Jean Grey's back. We need to capture her. <laughs> and then they're like, Classic no, Shi'ar, this, this Jean Grey hasn't done anything yet. And the Shi'ar are like, oh, all right, I guess you can go back to Earth. <laughs> so yeah, 
the uh, the classic Claremont run where Jean Grey dies at the end because you know Phoenix Force. Because Jean Grey gotta die, always. That's her thing, right? That's what she does. So I said last episode that I'm so far behind. I'm just getting to comic stories from like 2015. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading the X Men. Um, well, I was Uncanny X Men, then X Men Gold and Blue, and uh, it's so funny how they make fun of like all the times people have died. Especially there's interactions between Psylocke and Magneto, because they were working together for a while. And it's, like, every other page is like, we die a lot. We need to stop that. So what about you, Haley? you have any spooky moments from the comics or the movies you want to bring up? I was telling Joe, I don't really have, like, spooky, scary, stereotypical Halloween spooky, things. Spooky, scary skeleton. And that came up and I looked it up. But I feel like there's a lot of, like, scary, sad moments. I can agree with that. But like, Rhodey falling in Civil War. That was scary sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rhodey falling. Yeah, I, I don't know where to put this microphone. I feel like most... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, Rhodey falling in Civil War. That is scary. I feel like but most like moments a... are like, sad scary or like scary because it's not like horror movie worthy. Right. Like so you said, not a Halloween I can't movie, really think but... of I was going to say, though, when I was thinking of sort of trying to find some scary moments from the MCU, I was thinking that, actually, if you go back and watch the first Avengers, like, the first time Hulk transforms, that's actually kind of, like, pretty close to sort of, like, horror how they did it. Oh, and yeah, the Avengers? When, yeah, when the first he, Avengers. Black Widow's trapped and he yeah. is changing. Yeah. Well, you think, because I just thinking about that scene, like, actually, I think it comes down to the way Joss Whedon handled the character. And you can kind of tell his work on, like, Buffy and Angel and dealing with, like, monsters and being scary kind of helped him with, uh how they portrayed the Hulk, but just thinking, like, because throughout the movie, they build up, like, they keep building up to, oh, when's he going to transform? When's he going to transform? Like, there's that scene where they go and collect him, or when Black Widow goes to try to, like, bring him onto the ship, and there's that scene where it's like he snaps, you know, it looks like he's going to snap, and she just pulls out a gun and points it right at his head. And, like, they keep building up to it. Like, there's, there's sort of this, like, just this feeling throughout, like, the ship, like, uh-oh, if he transforms to the Hulk, we're all screwed. Yeah. And then when he actually does it, it's actually pretty scary because, you know, it's, like, it's in... They, first off, when he, like, when they fall off the ship, like, they, it's actually almost a little, like, body horror the way they do it. Like, he's, like, rolling on the ground, and there's, like, these just muscles just, like, coming out of his body. Like, it's almost a little, like, freaky the first time he does it. And then... Definitely that scene where they're running through the corridor or when Black Widow's sort of trapped in this dark corridor and you just hear these roars and bangs all around her. And, like, there's this sense, like, Hulk could pop up at any time and just destroy her. It's almost a little bit, like, uh, has a vibe from the Alien movie from the 70s. Hmm. I agree that that's, like, scary now that I think about it, but I wasn't, like, personally scared. Right, yeah, it's not the horror scary, but when you describe it like that, it's scary. (laughs) They try to make it scary, but when I think back, I'm like... That could be scary, but not, like, horror movie scary. <laughs> it's Disney. You can't... Yeah, yeah it's I, Disney scary. So, like, I don't think there's scary. scary moments. So that's why they're, like, scary. I, I think, though, looking back, that's the one time I think they made... They tried to portray the Hulk as actually, like, a little bit sort of like a horror movie kind of vibe. Mm. Which I think, you know, obviously they backed off with a lot since then, especially with Thor Ragnarok. Yes. But, when they made every character a comedy. We will get special. <laughs> Trust us, listeners. When we get to Thor Ragnarok, it's gonna get crazy up in this oh, place. Daredevil. The show? Yeah, the show. Yeah, okay. That's, again, not not like Halloween scary, but it's very dark and gritty 
and gory. Scarier than regular Disney scary. Exactly. It's Netflix Marvel scary. Disney Netflix. Disney Netflix Marvel. <laughs> Netflix Disney Marvel scary. Yeah. And going off Disney Marvel Netflix scary, could we just agree Kilgrave is probably the scariest character in the MCU? True. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, although I just finished Iron Fist. Yes, I finally finished Iron Fist. And Mary Walker, it's not a scary character, but like herself, or like that kind of, I don't know how to describe her. She, she is scary. Again, not in a horror scary, but she does a lot of, it's like one minute you could be talking to this really sweet, nice person, and suddenly she can change and know how to kill you 27 different ways. Definitely that first, the end of the first episode, that scene where she's in her apartment and she has all those like post-it notes. Oh yeah. That for, actually creeped, that actually creeped me out a little bit. Like it's like, don't do this. It. Like don't turn off the sink. Stop moving things around. Yeah. Don't leave the apartment. That's actually scary. That was a good ways. way to sort of like hint at, uh oh, this, there's something up with this character. Yeah. And that, it didn't give away her, um, the idea immediately. It took me a few Maybe not a few episodes, but like it took me a little bit to figure out what those post notes were. That it was from her alter ego or alternate personality. Yeah, I don't know. Just thinking about Kilgrave, though, like the way they portrayed his powers, that was absolutely terrifying. And you think about it, too. That mind control has been around in media and like just the public consciousness since forever. Like it's not a new concept, but you have to give credit to Jessica Jones, the show, for actually like, portraying it in a way that was actually really scary. No, this is actually terrifying. If a person like this had these powers, that would be terrifying. Yeah, psychological thriller. And it also comes down to the fact that not only does Kilgrave have these really scary powers, he's also just a really scary guy. Very messed up. I wrote down a lot of adjectives to describe Kilgrave on my laptop. He's obsessive, narcissistic, uncaring. Everybody around him is basically, he just sees them as his slaves. He's almost inhuman in a way. Like, he just... He doesn't know how to re- he doesn't know how to care for people. Or no, how to, like, let's clarify, people. like not human, not inhuman, because inhumans are a whole other other thing. <laughs> and I definitely think, <laughs> I definitely think what makes Kilgrave scary is definitely just this attitude he has that he's he's the kind of guy who would tell you, kill your wife, then kill yourself, and you'd have if to you pissed that. him off. Yeah, he has no morals. And it's definitely more impressive how scary it is, considering the fact when David Tennant was playing him, he just come off. Being that happy adventuring doctor, and everybody thought, oh, he's just this fun guy. And then he came in and he's like, no, I can play really scary. Watch me terrify all of you. <laughs> I'm like rethinking all movies and comics which are come up with like scary. Yeah. It's, it still doesn't um, work with the Halloween scary. Thing. No, no, it doesn't work with the Halloween scary. You know what would work possibly is New Mutants, because that's supposed to be an actual horror genre movie. Not that I'm looking forward to it, because, <laughs> well. <laughs> if only they had released it. Right? Like the five times they claimed they were going to. Yeah. Um, oh, well, magic. Magic was going to be in that movie. And magic does not deserve to be introduced like that in like a random movie like New Mutants. Magic actually made my list because she's really cool. And she rules over a hell dimension. You know, she controls demons. <laughs> they moved the X-Mansion down to Limbo. And like she had to be there to keep the demons at base. They wouldn't attack all the students. <laughs> oh, yeah, I read that comic. I remember I was like, this seems like a good place to jump on for reading the X-Men. And they're like, all right, we're almost dead from this disease that's killing all of, that's poisoning all of us. We have the, we have the X-Men mansion in hell. And I'm like, what, what is happening here? <laughs> God damn it, X-Men. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they've gotten over all that. Like, um, X-Men gold goes back to the, to its roots. Mm. And they really address it. They have the 
editor column in the back. They have fan fans writing in. And they really address it in the summary. And they're like, this is Kitty Pride running her team of X-Men. So X-Men Gold would be a good place to jump in. It's after all the threats from the last 70 years. <laughs> X-Men just hit that weird, like, fifth, sixth season of craziness and try to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Magneto. Magneto can be pretty scary. Yeah, you're going to bring that up. Of course. Of course we're going to bring up Magneto. <laughs> Magneto, although, whatever he does, I'll be behind it. But <laughs> even when his powers were affected by the, the Phoenix Five and he didn't have his powers, he was still taking, like, windmill turbines and throwing them at people. He, one time, this is in the same comic arc, he, um, because he didn't have his full powers, he took a paperclip, shoved it into someone's vein in their wrist, and was like, I'm not moving this until you tell me what, you, what I need to know. Is it? I'm trying to, wasn't there a point in X-Men 1 or 2 where he's in prison and to get out he literally just like moves the blood in one of the guards? He oh, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Mystique finds the prison guard and injects him with iron. Yeah. So he, oh, that that's that was, scary. That's part. a scary Magneto that's moment. That's kind of brutal, but it's like lacking right in our level stuff that probably should have happened. That would have made me happier. <laughs> <laughs> that, I forgot about that, yeah. Cause he, yeah, that's what first popped into my mind. And then he just takes the iron and turns into these discs that are, or these balls that are flying yes. around. And he does a weird pose when he's standing on the discs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <I'm trouble>. <laughs> <laughs> Poses, you just have to like awkwardly roll your hands like right here. It's, it's like, like early 2000s X Men movies at right. their prime. Oh, but they're so good. <laughs> um, it's like that that line in Megamind where he's like, You're missing one thing from being a supervillain. Presentation! That's Magneto. <laughs> he always has to have his poses. <laughs> but it just didn't look comfortable. <laughs> like, sitting on the disc is like, you know, a great cool moment, and then you're just, Why? Not folded. Not like, I'm cool. Classic Shakespearean trained actor Ian McKellen is like, (laughs) and they're like, okay, Ian, stand on the discs and pose. And he is like, okay. So cool. (laughs) This was um, the Wakanda Forever before it was Wakanda Forever. (laughs) This is just like, I killed someone by stealing the iron from their blood. So cool pose. (laughs) This makes no sense to our listeners, but if you're watching a video, you'll get it. Um... Speaking of rated R, like Venom was supposed to be rated R, but it wasn't. But anyway, I'm sure Venom was Venom scary. You saw it. Is it out mm. already? It is out. It's been yeah. out for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, it is out. It is no. It's not scary. Really? I mean, the trailer makes I, it I, look like it could kind of. Seem I suppose more I can't. Ass. I suppose. I suppose I can't say it's not scary because comedy and horror are two of the most subjective genres in movies, and so what's scary to someone else might not be scary to me, but. No, I didn't. I didn't find Venom scary. Oh. So if anything, Venom is that movie that's trying to be edgy but really doesn't want to be like all that edgy. Yeah, because the trailer made it look like it could have some horror elements, some like jump scares or like. You I, know, I think that's what they were. Logical thrillerness to it, mm. but. Well, that's what they originally wanted to do. I think is they wanted to make a horror movie. I think it was rated R. Yeah, if it was rated R, but if it was rated R, do you think it would have done as well? well it's not a movie where. Watching it, I was like, "Oh, if it was rated R, it would save this whole movie." Valid. It would be, it would be just as base. It would be just as basic, but just with a little more blood. See, that's why they didn't release it closer to Halloween. Can't keep up with all the Halloween scariness. Deadpool, Deadpool movies are very graphic. 
I find them hilarious. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think you can say they're scary. No, they're not. But I, it's, it's, they're it's, the most Halloween themed we have out of ever, anything. Laughed until I choked in the theater. <laughs> until people literally probably thought I was a so like a psychopath during like the whole fight scene on the highway when the motorcyclist gets decapitated by his own chain and the guy just splats. Splat. <laughs> So hard. And then he, when Colossus comes, he's like, "Oh, he was, he was there." Yeah, I laughed so hard and like way past everyone else is like <laughs> awkward giggling and me like losing it, choking up food, laughing still. Yes. Yeah. You know who I have is actually a scary character from the comics. Is uh, Bullseye? I think Bullseye is actually because I I read a lot of Daredevil comics and Bullseye is a character that I think is really scary in the comics. Uh huh. In this way that like. Bullseye is essentially just like this insane psychopathic killer who just loves, who just enjoys killing people. And on top of that, he's an expert fighter. He can take any project, he can take any weapon and throw it at you and like make it a deadly projectile. And above all, it's like if you read Daredevil since, especially since the Bendis run, actually going back to the Frank Miller run, basically everything that goes wrong in Matt Murdock's life usually is because of Bullseye. And there's so much history between the two of them. Like, no spoilers, but Bullseye has killed two people really close in Matt Murdock's life. <laughs> so literally, every time they meet, they literally are just... Tempers are so high. There's so much rage between these two men. And on top of that, Bullseye is about... They're really even. They're two evenly matched fighters. Like, when like when Daredevil goes to fight him, like you, it's not a guarantee Daredevil's going to win. And Bullseye's been confirmed for Daredevil Season 3, right? Yes. That'll be cool. Because they are doing the Born Again storyline. It's essentially how I would say Daredevil is scary to people who've never read a Daredevil comic, or Bullseye is scary to people who've never read a Daredevil comic, is imagine if the Joker could go toe-to-toe with Batman in a fight. Hmm. So now you have this, like, deranged... Because the Joker's already scary enough. He's a deranged, like, psychopathic killer. But when Batman catches him, it's normally like, okay, I caught you, you're done. Now imagine if Batman catches the Joker, and the Joker's like, oh, well, I can go toe-to-toe with you. That's essentially what happens whenever Daredevil has to go fight Bullseye. Interesting. I can raise you one for psychopathic, insane killers. Carnage. Carnage is also a psychopathic, insane serial killer. But with a... A symbiote. A symbiote. Symbiote. I don't don't even remember. I saw the movie. I don't even remember how they said it. They say symbiote in the trailer, I believe. Well, I think I... I say symbiote. Unless I'm mistaken, that was a whole... People were, like, so angry about that, they literally had to go and, like, fix it in post so that everybody said symbiote. Yeah. Really? Symbiote? Symbiote. Symbiote? I would say symbiote-ish. I don't know, now I'm confused. I know, I know. <laughs> I have to, like, see the word. Right, it's one of those things where you hear it so many different ways, you're like, well, I don't remember how I originally said it now. Like, yeah, everyone that knows it, like, symbiote. Symbiote? Hmm. Yeah. I never read Maximum Carnage, but I know that it took almost, like, all the, like, all the characters in Marvel to take down Carnage, because... Yeah, well, I... Was I yeah, killing everyone in New York City. I'm not super familiar with the character, but I know he's got a really devoted fan base, and I know... People are angry that Venom if, or was rated PG-13, but apparently everybody's like, we will lose it if you make Carnage PG-13. He is not a character who can be PG-13. Mm. Although there was the Axis storyline where all the villains became heroes and heroes became villains. I don't remember exactly how. It was uh, 
Train Wreck, <laughs> but uh, Carnage. <laughs> so Spider-Man, I think, was unaffected. He goes in a burning building or something to help people, only to find that Carnage has already been there and helped everyone escape the building. That was interesting. That's not scary, but, I mean, I'm going off track. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to... um Thanos. Oh, I was going to bring up Logan real quick because oh, the DVD yeah. right over there it's also a rated R movie that I greatly enjoy. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's Lo- just brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, in a word, brutal. Logan. And not even, like, comedic brutal. Just brutal, brutal. For the sake of being brutal. Yeah. Basically, it. that family gets massacred. I, was about to say, I don't think there's ever been, like, a worse fate for an innocent bystander family in any movie than there was for the innocent bystander family in Logan. <laughs> Alright, uh, do you want to do... you have anything else to add? No, I was, I was thinking, um, the innocent bystander. I was remembering in the Avengers, there's that redhead woman that gets saved by Captain America in Grand Central Station or whatever. And then the you waitress? see... Her, was waitress? I don't remember, but you, then she gets interviewed, and I was like... The waitress? That woman looks really similar to Mary Walker, the way I remember remembering it. But it's probably not the same person. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Anything could happen. <laughs> anyway... Um, the waitress? No. Not her? That's Oh, maybe Oh, maybe that is her. The scene got cut from the movie. They... Yeah, the interview scene, I think, got cut. Maybe that is her. her okay, definitely not the same person. <laughs> I'm just remembering it differently. Okay. So, yeah, Thanos. Not so much scary, but just like a... Okay, but if he came to your planet... <laughs> your planet. <laughs> if he came to Earth... Yeah, this is your planet. You're screwed. <laughs> I'm gonna be like somewhere else. <laughs> Even without the Infinity Stones, he has an army that just kills half the population. You wouldn't be scared yeah, if Thanos came like to Earth. It's very execution style, and I feel like half the world doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Like, the other half of the population that wouldn't be affected. If yeah. he killed off, like, North and South America, that's the world would Yeah, like, I don't know, because when he took Gamora, that scene, it was just, like, one city. They didn't yeah, really say, yeah. like, if they separated every city in half, or they just, like, like that's kind of what they implied. I don't I really know I feel like America's so weird now, and just be like, I think someone's killing everyone in the other half of the world. They might be coming here. <laughs> Whatever. I think Thanos is scary in his mindset. <laughs> because he was so, I don't know, rigid and set in it. Like, uh-huh. he couldn't be talked out of it. And he had his reasons-ish. I don't know, they were kind of good, kind of bad, distorted by his own experiences. And, I don't know. He's he's, scary in that way. Yeah, he's unstoppable for an alien. In the movie, he wasn't, like, all that scary. Right. Like, scary, well, because it's Disney. PG, whatever. (laughs) But. Yeah, his mindset, like you said. He took on the Hulk and he won. Yeah. Well, we don't know what's up with that. Yeah. I kind of think it's like the Hulk being childish. Yeah. The Hulk has like never been defeated before in battle. Like some close calls, but never truly defeated or injured. But to have someone like so thoroughly trounce him, I think he's just kind of childish to be like, no, I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, but doesn't he realize, doesn't the Hulk realize that if Bruce Banner, if he's not there to protect Bruce Banner and Bruce Banner dies, that's kind of it. <laughs> Although it was addressed in Ragnarok that I mean, maybe Hulk would just come back out. Just, yeah. It'll just be a split second thing, but I think Bruce was wanted to stay alive enough on his own to circumvent most of the terrible things. Yeah. I have a few more characters that make my list. Uh, yes, they are all X-Men villains, but Mr. Sinister. 
Wow, you just picked people with the names that literally scream like evil and Right, Mr. Sinister. That is the most Halloween-themed name. Carnage. Carnage, yeah. (laughs) Magneto. No. (laughs) Magneto, good luck. Uh, Mr. Sinister is... um, Magneto is someone who thinks that a child tried to say magnet and did it wrong. Yeah. But Mr. Sinister is constantly kidnapping people and taking blood samples of people and doing experiments to try to come up with the ultimate mutant. He, he then, like, if he dies, he has other bodies. It's weird. Mojo. Mojo's this giant yellow it's ball just a creepy design. That, like, like, literally. It's just, just a blob. He's pretty fun. much. He's fun, though. And he lives on Mojo World or Mojoverse? Mojoverse. Mojoverse. Which is... The entire planet is ruled by um, viewer viewership and ratings. So <laughs> he just kidnaps heroes and puts them in his his world and has them fight. Yeah, he's it's creep- It's like the creepy pedophile blob that you all see everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. So that would be scary. Um, Modok, what is that? Machine only designed for killing. Only killing. Machine, only mach- designed for killing. It's a ma- it's a machine designed for killing. <laughs> like whether or not that's true, scary. that's what it's going to stand for on Marvel Therapy Group. <laughs> yeah, the the second O stands for F. <laughs> I mean for. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's canon on this show. Definitely. <laughs> um, that's the danger. Our danger inversion of Modok. Machine only designed. I'm close. I know I am. Uh, M play. Are you? Yes. I'm off by one word. <laughs> you have a computer. Look, look up what Modok stands for. Mental, mobile, mechan- mechanized, orgasm designed only. <laughs> mechanized what? Orga- or- <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know what I want to like. <laughs> they really can't decide what they want the first M to stand for, though. Designed only for killing. Okay, so. I was close. One more character quickly. Oh no, one more. See, that's uh, too long. You've uh, got like 15 left. I have a lot, I know. Ah, you pick one. I'm just gonna close my eyes. Scarlet. That's on Modoc again. Which? No. M Play, or Frank- Franklin Richards. Ha, huh, I got two in. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, so just. Again. You pick, pick one. Venom. Electra. Okay, Electra. Electra. We'll talk about Electra. Yeah, she's pretty scary. She's really messed up. She kills people. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty messed she's up. She's the ultimate assassin. Yeah. What is it? She's she's trained as both a samurai and a ninja. And I'm pretty sure she's trained with the hand. Mm-hmm. She's constantly being brought back to life. But then again, who isn't? Gotta make money. <laughs> so, yeah. Marvel has some spooky characters. Some crazy scenes. Some Halloween-type stuff. Good for them. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? Just that you've got some Halloween reading to do with Marvel, I guess. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you want to quickly share, like, a top comic arc that's scary? Comic arc that's scary? Um, right at the top, I really, um, I don't know, it's, I don't know, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I guess... If you want to do really like be like movie kind of horror, you'd go back to like the nineteen sixties when Marvel would put out like tales, tales to astonish, or oh, yeah. 
They are like even like the first Ant Man comics when Ant Man wasn't a superhero. He was just a guy who shrunk down and got like kidnapped by er, got like um, stuck in an ant hill. Mm. Yeah. Sort of like some classic like B movie horror kind of stuff for Marvel. Yeah, that's a good one. Everything. Nope. <laughs> um, I was thinking more recently, maybe well going back to Emplate. Emplate's this vampire thing that just sucks out your bone marrow. I mean that was pretty scary. Rogue had to. Rogue had to take someone's power to phase into the alternate universe thing, then end up defeating him by touching the touching Emplate and taking his powers so that she defeated him using his own powers. That's weird. That's kinda scary. <laughs> if you think about it. I, mean, it's I feel t- like that would hurt. Removing bone marrow is painful. Yeah. That would hurt. Well there you have it. Another episode of your Marvel Therapy Group. Thank you for tuning in. Please like rate us, like us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us five stars. We really yeah, appreciate all your supports so that we can keep doing this. That's right. Um, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, we're on all those things. Find us on Podbean and iTunes. And happy Halloween. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session.